cool, 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 cool. Cool, 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 cool. Hi. Hey. How are you? I'm doing okay. Pretty tired today, actually. But this will be a great show. I swear. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yes? Let's keep it short. Yeah, also same. <laughs> it's been... Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, we've talked about, like, last episodes, ramping up on new teams and stuff like that. And I feel like it's mm-hmm. been taking up more of my energy on a daily basis. Mm. Um, so yeah, I feel like I end my days more exhausted than usual <laughs> and hopefully that will only be for a short period of time, but we'll see. Yeah. I, I mean, I can see that it's a lot of new stuff. So you, you, you requires more attention and focus of you. So, you know, also energy. Yeah. Yeah, man. I hope it, it gets better, but as, as long as it's like, tiring but still fulfilling or exciting in a way i think that's okay yeah um yeah cool actually speaking of being tired and excited and whatever i've been doing a lot of um introspectiveness uh introspective things of like just trying to be aware and mindful of my own moods and like when Mm -hmm. i'm less excited when i'm less motivated when i'm more motivated and trying to see if there's any correlation to with like what I'm doing, maybe like what, what kind of, what kind of projects do I work on? They maybe get me more excited. Um, oh, you know, what kind of scheduling also sometimes impacts all that stuff. Uh, one thing that I've been identifying is split my, like the, the designer hat that I have on into three different hats, if you will. And again, this is an oversimplification of like the design process. Please don't email me. But like I can either be thinking about the problem, right? To to you know, uh, go watch Kevin's talk. Um, think about the problem, and then think about the solution, and then execute on the solution. Mm-hmm. Um, so these three different uh, points in time, and really like very different things. Like my day looks very different uh, depending on what type of hat I have on, right? Uh, I'm thinking about the problem. There's a lot of just research. There's a lot of thinking. There's some doodling or whatever. Uh, thinking about the solution, there's maybe more doodling. Is what we talked about last week, um, or a lot of staring at the wall and, and seeing rectangles in my head, um, trying to find something that that I f- think that it feels right. And then the third one is just pursuing that idea that you have in your head, uh, and that probably takes place in Figma or whatever. You're trying to execute on that. Um, and I think throughout these three phases, which you go over like very quickly in any given project, uh, you're always switching between these two, three things. And I've I've found that for me personally, I think I get like average levels of excitement on the problem. Sometimes it is interesting and exciting, especially at the beginning. Um, but if you get like stuck in that problem, sometimes you can also get a bit demoralizing. The thinking about the solution is actually the thing I dread the most. And I've seen that like for the past two weeks, I was actually spent most of my time trying to think of solutions Mm. Um, in executing on the solution. That's like the most exciting thing for me. Mm. When I have something in my head, I'm like, oh my God, this works. It's going to be super cool. Maybe it's like a fun interaction. Maybe it's like, oh my God, this drag and drop UI is going to be incredible. And you just kind of want to see it. Um, And then you're so excited. And then after you're done, you you are so excited to record a loom and share this with the team. Um, But so anyway, all of this to say that I think I've been noticing this as a pattern. Like I think these types of hats, uh, I'm keep staying with the hats analogy. You're you're really Uh, trying to make sure we have like a custom artwork with you wearing some some kind of hat, are you? Well, I am now, yeah, with a layout logo and it just says hashtag thinking of solutions or hashtag thinking of problems. <laughs> Maybe. No, I was thinking Kevin. like, I was thinking like a, like Luigi's ha- like green hat <laughs> with like, <laughs> with a, a designer sticker on it. <laughs> my God. Yes. I've been uh, growing up my hair, you know, uh, trying to get a uh, hair to get long or whatever. It's, it's, I need hats right now. So, um, you know, I'm in the market. Like I need this in my life. Okay, nice. Kevin. Okay. Um, anyway, to get back. So now I know that, uh, these things can very much so impact my level of excitement and motivation, which has helped, let's say when I'm in a rut or I'm not as excited or a bit more demotivated. And I look around and say, well, what kind of things are you doing right now? And then if it's, if you're wearing the Luigi green hat, you're like, oh, it's cause I'm wearing the Luigi green hat. It's okay. Like, right. you know, I'll get through it. It's fine. 
So and also, I think that relates to like a workshop I've done a long, long time ago. I've, I mean, I've attended the workshop. I wasn't hosting it. Mm. Um, and they basically got you to like map out your energy levels, like what kind of tasks bring you energy versus take energy from you. And I feel like mm. that's very much kind of like connected to what you're talking about. Mm. Um, but it's it's pretty eye opening. Like in some for some things, things that take you take you some energy are either things you want to grow into that you're learning or things that mm. you really just don't like doing um mm. so it's like good to identify of those things like which one is it um because it's it's good and it's positive for things to take you energy if you're learning things like for example you're ramping up on a new team like this is really cool like i'm learning all kinds of new things so it is taking energy, but it's not really problematic versus like there are things that I might hate, realize, hey, I hate doing this and I probably want to, you know, want to get someone else to do it or want to find a way to not have to spend as, as much time doing those things. Or maybe I need better of a system to get through that. So that's one aspect. And then I would say the second aspect, which I often tell people about is like, once you know the things that take energy from you and the things that give you energy, like organize your day around that. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> don't have a day that is like nonstop things that suck energy from you. You will feel totally depleted at the end of the day. Like you can think of like different, different types of activities that will overall like leave you in a balanced spot so that like you don't finish your work day feeling totally drained um so yeah like and and that's something that i think people know but don't always give themselves the permission to be like hey actually like i'm gonna work on this other thing that's maybe less priority but i just need that sort of like change of pace to recharge so that i can get back to doing the other important thing that might be taking a lot of energy from me um, but I think that's totally reasonable and totally acceptable. So like, don't feel like you have to bang your head against a specific problem until you solve it. Like sometimes it is good to step away and do something different. Good tip. Good stuff. Nice. We're getting so mature. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I feel like we're, so nice. we're bringing back some of the old layout where we're talking about. Yeah. Concept. Old layout. Love it. <laughs> we're already talking about merch. <laughs> <laughs> True. Stickers are back, baby. If you want some, <laughs> you want some layout hats. <laughs> uh, Kevin is going to bring up the, the, the Shopify store again and get yeah. the, that kaching uh, notification. That was really fun, actually. I really we're all that. about that notification. Yeah, I really yeah. missed that. <laughs> I missed the kaching. I, I don't know what we can title, but <laughs> uh, really fun. I guess I guess we're in follow up. I do have one quick follow up thing I want to bring up, which is relevant and potentially useful to you. Uh, remember how we were lamenting, venting about the Bluetooth issues we had with our Macs? Um, like just you know, Bluetooth devices would just disconnect or whatever, or get really slow or stuttery. Mm-hmm. So. I saw a while back, maybe a week back, um, a thing on Mac Rumors saying like the new beta, macOS beta build was out for developers. And the thing that it says it addresses is Bluetooth issues. Mm. I'm like, okay. I'm usually off the beta train once the the big release comes out. Um, so let's say I was on Big Sur beta, but as soon as Big Sur was out, I was like, all right, I'm off this train. I'll stay on the stable. Uh, but this one was like, oh my God, I can't. I'm not going to wait. I need this <laughs> right now in my life. Um and so I've installed the beta. I'm running the beta right now. So if you are listening to this, we were very lucky that uh, <laughs> the recording uh, worked because beta is whatever. Uh, and, you know, again, I, I think I'm running it for a couple of days. I haven't had one single disconnect, which is very, you know, it's great news. And also, sometimes let's say I would restart my computer and then you get the, the login window right mm-hmm. to type in your password um i would like mind you i'm i'm i have a bluetooth uh, keyboard connected so i would always need to like press a couple keys on a bluetooth just so it pairs right and then yeah, yeah, yeah. start typing the password yeah that was I've infuriating 
infuriating. Uh, and it hasn't happened. So right now, if I restart my computer now, I and as soon as I'm back on that login window, I just start typing, and the first key I press, uh, it, it accepts the things. Wow. Anyway, great news. Can't 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 believe this is happening because Bluetooth <laughs> issues have been a constant in macOS. I think. <laughs> uh, so. This I hope great. this fixes it for Intel machines as well. <laughs> mm. Otherwise, I will be very tempted to get this uh, a new M1 Mac. But we'll yeah, I I can't think of like why would it matter, but maybe it does because uh, I I'm not sure if if the Bluetooth like drivers talk directly to the CPU. Maybe it does. Maybe whatever. I I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, wait. But, but I do know that it? I've seen a lot of people complain about the M1 Mac specifically with regards to bluetooth hmm. so i don't know I've if it's like too. a recency thing where like all these people got these <laughs> new computers and now they're like hey my bluetooth's not working which is just like a big sur problem i guess or like a mac good os problem good point who knows but yeah this is this is very cool i'm not gonna install the beta just because i <laughs> i've largely stopped using bluetooth headphones <laughs> for my meetings <laughs> because of that reason but um like speaking of, of you know getting back on the beta train i have gotten back on the ios beta train uh, for the, the for, yeah for the face mask yeah. unlock thing and let me tell you it is so great like it doesn't work 100 percent of the time but even like working at i'd say about 80 percent of the time right now is so much better so so much better that's that's great news. I mean, it's also the first beta, so that that success rate might go up on the final version. But, you yeah. know, 80% of the time works 100% of the time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and one thing that's been surprising me, actually, is that, like, about once or twice a day, I'll get the little, like, buzz on my watch as I'm unlocking my phone. <laughs> that it's, like, times when I guess it couldn't see my face properly or like i'm pulling up my phone quickly and then my watch catches it even though i'm not wearing any mask or anything but this is one interesting uh, like yet another use case where i'm like ah nice like it is good to have that as an additional thing because it's it's just like saved me a bunch of times can you try right now like try to unlock your phone but keep your phone so not in line with your face so you couldn't get a scan like Would that unlock? I, or no. it still needs so to detect? So now that's not that's not unlocking. But if I do this, mm. have your microphone in front of you. Oh, see, it's saying unlocking with a watch, but then it's not doing anything. So I don't know. Because. Yeah, it. I think it. In this case, it's seeing that it, there's a mask. Uh, that there's a that there's a that there's a microphone, and it doesn't look like a mask because it it's like checking okay. the watch, and then it's like eh, actually maybe you should enter your passcode. <laughs> But with a mask, I found like pretty successful. Cool. So because yeah. at, at some really point, like in one point release of iOS, uh, it just it, it would detect a mask, and if it did, it would bring up the passcode immediately, so you wouldn't have to wait. So that was like you know step one, yeah. already an improvement. Um, so I guess it just goes all the way. It's good, cool. Uh, have you found that the, the beta is stable enough, or, or is it rough? Um, it's okay. But I've had like little things be weird sometimes. Okay. Um, I forget what, but like the the usual. I feel like the usual beta stuff where, and I don't know. You probably don't use the Apple Maps app, but just where like sometimes the Maps app just doesn't know where you are for a while. Like it'll just like, and I. It, it, this is just a thing that happens with every single beta of iOS ever. Like location, mm-hmm. there's just always one of those things that's a little bit flaky. So I've gotten some of those, but nothing too bad. Okay. Okay. And especially that I'm home most of the time. Like the, I'm not in situations where I need to rely on my phone exclusively for long periods of time. I, I need to go to the Hague, the Hague, the whatever. <laughs> okay. I don't know how to pronounce that. It's a city. I don't know. Uh, so I'm gonna drive. So maybe, so maybe I'll, I'll hold off on the beta. Yeah, maybe wait then later. Cool. Okay. Damn it, I had a good segue when we were talking about Mac stuff, but not anymore. But I, I want to talk to you real quick. Uh, this shouldn't take long. Famous last words, but this, sh- this shouldn't take long. I want to talk to you about Command-W on a Mac. 
How is that um, such a thing? Okay. So I think I'm, I'm onto something here. All right. Um, so I, I tweeted, uh, I sent out a poll on Twitter uh, asking people, hey, how often uh, do you use command Q, command W, or command H to quit an app or, or close a window or hide it, whatever? And uh, had three three options. You could say all the time. You could say occasionally. Or you can say uh, rarely, if at all, or something. I wanted to say like maybe you, you rarely use it or you don't use it at all. I didn't want to add four options. Mm-hmm. Um, anywho. And I said that I was also challenging my assumptions. So because I use Command W all the freaking time, like all the time. <laughs> uh, but it has come to my attention that that is not true for everyone, and I was I, I would I would like to see how how deep does this rabbit hole goes, and so honestly, to no surprise, uh, my Twitter followers, uh, you know, in that poll, around seventy percent said that they use it all the time. Although in the comments, most people said actually command H, I like rarely use it, mm-hmm. but command Q, command W, I use it all the time, which is fair enough. And also same here, I rarely use command H. Uh, but you know, every once in a while I do. Um, this came to my attention because uh, you know, uh, like I was, I was talking to someone and I was like, "Oh yeah, uh, this uh, command W is not working." And they're like, "Wait, command W? Why?" And I'm like, "To to close to close the window." And they're like, "What? To quit the app? Uh, just use the the red button on the traffic light?" No, no, no. What? Like <laughs> quit the app and close the window is different. And I was like, oh, oh yeah, I just checked in the other apps. I didn't know that was a thing. And I'm like, hold up a minute. Uh, so you don't use Command W? And they're like, no. And I was like, you're crazy. <laughs> I didn't say it like that. I was thinking, you're crazy. My, my follow-up question to anyone who says they don't use Command W to close windows is like, how do you close tabs then? Because mm-hmm. maybe Command W to close a window, I can see people, we can talk about window management in a second, but like, I, I can see that. But then not closing tabs, anyways, and when I ask, it depends on who I ask. Some people say, well, I use the mouse. Or some people are like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. And then I asked Debs, um, my wife, uh, so, oh, Jesus, I'm sorry. I, I, I should keep it in. <laughs> I should keep it in. <laughs> but Borat ruined uh, the words my wife for a whole generation. If you're a millennial, I think you cannot say my wife without <laughs> the Borat voice. Anyway, so I, I asked my wife, uh, like, hey, do you use Command W? And she's like, no. I'm like, follow-up question, how do you close tabs? <laughs> um, and, you know, she uses the mouse, I think. Uh, and the thing, the thing is, she doesn't close windows, like, when you don't need them or something. Um, and if you do, I think you would just use the, the little red dot to close the window with the mouse mm-hmm. which is like insane to me insane um but i've been like i know that the way i use mac os is like i think around like 2009 2010 steve jobs keynotes mm-hmm. how you know in, in in marketing apple marketing right uh assets like that's because that was around the time i started using the mac and i got really I into it, so it i just was... like snow leopards hmm. yeah that would be like 2010 i think something like that yeah so it, like that's it's stuck like that's how i use the mac uh i have centered windows i never make the window go full width full screen uh which was something i actively had to like learn because i was coming from windows and, and windows ironically they really don't use like multiple windows much it's like you have one full screen window and you yeah. use command w I mean, command tab to cycle through apps. Um, so, like, that's how I use the Mac mostly. Even on this huge ass 32 inch display, like, I think if someone were to look over my shoulder, like how I'm using this, it's kind of ridiculous because I have a smallish window in the center and then I have like other smaller windows peeking through the sides. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird. And I use spaces a lot. Anyway, all of these things that I use to you know to operate this machine this os i think most new mac users don't use never learn or it doesn't make sense for them to use this did you ask about some other shortcuts like what about command tab for example right i feel like command tab (laughs) like what about command space (laughs) oh never forget it right like 
uh, what about the emoji shortcut? Like, do, do people do this? Because I, I have a feeling that a lot of people just don't use keyboard shortcuts. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. maybe other than the command S, right? Like, I feel like... <laughs> I mean, I think everyone uses okay. command, like, copy-paste. They would do command C. Command, right. I think it's unthinkable to, to expect people to go, well, right-click, you know, copy. <laughs> yeah, like, if people told me, like, no, like, I always right-click to copy stuff, I would be shocked. <laughs> I would be shocked. Okay. I don't right. think it's impossible, but I would be very shocked. Um, but I think beyond that, there's probably like a very sharp cliff of people who just like, no, I just, you know, mouse around, click stuff on the screen. If it's not on the screen, how can you, how can you act on it? <laughs> I think, yeah, I think that cliff, that chasm is right after like copy paste <laughs> in cut. I think a lot of people don't even use cut. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. No, that's true. So copy paste, big chasm. And then I'm just going to focus on Mac for now. And then, what would you say is next? Like Spotlight or Command W, Command Q? Is Command Tab maybe? Maybe Command Tab. I would say, so Command C, Command V, Command S. Okay. Then I would say... And by the way, when you say Command S, you're, you're talking about save, right? It's, yeah. So A lot of things don't need do saving these today days. That's that true. Save? That's true. But right. I don't know. I feel like Command S. Come like, on. I'm thinking I'll of get... newcomers. Because... Like, Mawaf is a very interesting case study because she has always used computers. Not like she doesn't use computers. She always used computers a lot, like even for work stuff, but not in the like computer person thing, right? Not in the, like a nerdy, super like productivity way or whatever. Uh, but now she's in web development. She's she she's coding like so. But a lot of which is very much like a computer person thing to do, uh, but. She she she'd never really like learn all those like keyboard shortcuts and those little productivity hacks or whatever. Um, so it's it's a very interesting blend of like non computer person but also super computer person um, that it's very interesting right. to to learn from like how they use things. And so anyway, I think the dock like launch pad like for newcomers if you're using a Mac for the first time like maybe in the last five oh, years. Don't tell me she's using launch pad. I, I, I'm, I don't know, actually. But, but like, Launchpad is in the dock for everyone, like, for every new Mac, which is crazy. The first thing you take out. <laughs> right. Because, like, there's also a Although dedicated you laugh, button. but... And maybe maybe now, like, you're going to ridicule me, but I... One of the first things I do is, like, drag out Launchpad and then add the applications folder to my dock. Okay. I'm is not going to laugh. crazy? No, I think for a while, uh, for a long time, you had an applications folder on the right side of the Mac of the dock, so next to downloads, I think. Yeah, that's and that's exactly what I'm doing. Like I have applications, right. downloads, trash. Right there, you go. So you're just using it old school, and like for us, this is old school. But there's the actual old school in where, like people like, you know, John Syracuse like uh, open the uh, Finder. <laughs> Right, like they open the Finder for everything and they remove sidebars and everything from the Finder, and and like this is from Mac Classic things that they learn around then, and you know they still use today. Um, so I don't go that far, right? I think it's around the time I learned how to use the Mac. Uh, that's where I got stuck, kind of. So, but it's very very interesting, and I bring this up now because it's you know again I'm designing an app cross platform, uh, and it's. Like, I want to be as inclusive. Like, it's not a nerdy app by any means. Like, it's going to be mainstream. Um, so I'm trying to understand what people expect and, like, what are the, like, must-haves and what, are, what aren't. Um, and it's been just... I, I just have a thing about, like, watching people use technology. Like, uh, I swear I'm not a creep. But, like, sometimes I look at, like, how people use their phones and stuff. And it's fascinating to see some of the little patterns or some of the little ticks that people have i can see a lot of people like open an app swipe uh, back to the home and then open the app again and swipe up and just like like, fidgeting they're not doing anything (laughs) stuff like that or quitting apps of course um yeah i don't know i do feel pretty strongly that people should learn at least the basics of keyboard shortcuts and like that i feel like as a society like we are failing these people (laughs) 
<laughs> like, <laughs> look, you've got to learn basic computer literacy. Like this, this is stuff that should be taught in schools. Like, right. uh, no matter what, like you, sh- you have to just learn it. And I, I know. What's a computer, are, Kevin? People don't use Macs anymore. Like, this for well, but they people. there's also sh- shortcuts for Windows, right? Like, like no, I mean, you gotta you gotta learn some some of these things. They will just this is an investment that will pay off <laughs> over time. Like you absolutely need to like start learning those things. I think so too. Uh, so the, yeah. When I when know. I tell people like that's unthinkable. How come you don't use Command W or whatever? Uh, and they say, well, like what's I don't know. I don't need it or whatever. The example, like to try to convey how like bananas this is to us is like, go back to the command C, command uh, V, you know, like that's before the great chasm. Uh, Like, and tell them, do you use command C to copy? They're like, of course. Like, right. What if I told you that I right click and select to copy? Like that level of shock is very similar to what I'm feeling right now. So like, <laughs> don't you want to learn? <laughs> like, this, this is the way. There's something uh, like maybe I'm trying to stretch this too far, but I find that like maybe I'm getting old. It's like <laughs> there are things that just seem to me like they are obviously superior, and maybe that's mm-hmm. because I knew a world where those things didn't exist. But sometimes I feel like people that are newer who like come into this, like t- almost like take it for for granted or like it's not even taking it for granted. It's like they don't even think that is a valuable thing to do. Like I'm sure you you talk to some of those people and you're like, did you know you could like command W to close the tabs and then be like, why would I want to do that? I just I just move my mouse and click the little X button. That's fine. I don't need the shortcut. Like that they they not only like don't know what the shortcuts are, that they just don't see the value or the point. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> and that is like, oh, that is so frustrating to me. And it's I feel like that's how things get worse over time. <laughs> Somehow, like that, like we need to return retain what's good about those things, and it doesn't mean that like <laughs> I'm I am not I'm not the person saying like oh you know we shouldn't do autosave because you know we used to have save and was like weren't the mm-hmm. old days better? No, like not having to save is better than having to save. That's that is for sure. But manually closing the tabs versus using the keyboard shortcut is not better. Like we need to consider like what is an improvement <laughs> and not just go with like what is the most like a recent <laughs> thing that people think about. I I think the resistance from these people uh comes from two different places, I think. One is the the immediate gut reaction almost like instinct if someone is telling you that you're doing something wrong you tend to resist it like how dare you no no you you <laughs> you're doing it wrong like how how dare you say that i am doing something wrong mm-hmm. when what i'm doing is perfectly valid and acceptable right like yeah i mean I they can mouse, use their computer how, how they want but <laughs> right so but i think that that's that's probably one part where, where some people come from like when they resist second is it requires some kind of investment from them to change their ways. Like for me to do the thing you're telling me to do, I would have to like think about about keyboards in that way or like that I could use a keyboard for that. I have to learn a keyboard shortcut, which granted doesn't take that much, right? But but it's still it's something you I have to it's an investment. I need to learn and change these like habits that I've built up. Um and I think these things, like probably the investment part, uh, gradually builds with like how nerdy you want to get. Like I think keyboard shortcuts are one thing, and then maybe the like, you know, the the command and the option with the arrows to move your cursor, you know, between words, mm. uh, paragraphs, lines. I think that's also like I could not go back to yeah. using those, <laughs> especially if you write a lot or a program. Like forget it. Anyway, like. You can go nerdier and nerdier, and, and I think the level of effort required to learn those things keeps increasing. And at some point, I think it's okay and valid for some people to say, 
I understand. I can see the value, but it's not worth to me. Right. I think for me, around the like around the the the, the area in where I, I think I, I give up is like, well, I can think of uh, let's say Vim, learning Vim. <laughs> I was thinking about that too, actually. <laughs> yeah, like Vim. When I see someone who's proficient in Vim uh, use Vim and like manipulate the matrix uh, to me, it's incredible. <laughs> and like you know, I've. Uh, David Calavera, CTO at Netlify, like he uses Linux. He uses effectively it's like one text editor. It's how he uses his computer. The way he uses the keyboard to effectively do everything: open a browser window on the right side of the screen, do the thing. Like it's incredible. But I'm not willing to go through that. Like I can't really learn that. Like it's okay. So I think what what you and I are saying here is that we believe that it would be beneficial for the world, <laughs> the society, to just raise the bar, the minimum, the MVP, raise it right after, instead of keeping it at the copy-paste, let's raise it at, like, Command-Tab and Command-WQ. Like, let's let's raise it up there. Like, um, Command-A also to select. <laughs> right. Like, all, like, there's just so many of these... Uh become second nature to you i like i do think that the operating system could do a better job at teaching you those things like there so a shift that i feel like has happened in mac os has been like there's fewer and fewer things that require you to go to the menu bar like i actually like don't think i could tell you when is the last time i clicked on something in the menu bar to like mm-hmm. actually select a menu item. Like it's incredibly rare that I feel like I have to do this. Why? Because I feel like a lot of apps are moving their UI to something that's visible in the Chrome. For good reasons. Because I, I think the menu uh, yeah. bar was never a good UI element. Uh, affordance, you know, zero it's, discoverability, uh, very poor. But yeah. It is like for better or worse. Because I think a, a lot of, you know, the... Photos app is a great example of this. Like a lot of things are a little bit mysterious how you get them. Like, oh, like double click on a picture and then like swipe up and then there will be more <laughs> stuff here. Like there, there's stuff that are by trying to make them present somewhere on the screen, like you actually make it harder to find in a way. Whereas like you can navigate all of those menus and they're organized in a way that is like standardized and makes sense. So there is value to it, but I do agree that it's like for the most part it is nicer and easier to not have to dig through menus. Um and like a lot of the times the icons will be more, more recognizable easily than mm-hmm. like having to like parse through a lot of text. So that is like the but, the positive thing. Um but, but- because the of big that, a good point is that like, that's the menu bar is where you would find those keyboard tracks. Exactly, that's that's how you learn them. Like when I would yeah. go into Photoshop, like I remember, I would like go through these menus, and every time I would click the little like action, I would see the little picture next to it that would tell me what the shortcut is. And so over time, I would just learn it. And now I feel like people don't really use the menu bar at all or very much. Mm-hmm. And so they're never really exposed to these uh, shortcuts. And I think the iPad does a good job at like trying to bring this to the next generation of people. Like when mm-hmm. you hold the command key, it shows a little overlay that shows you what the shortcuts are. Like I think there are ways that the system can kind of like adjust to kind of like meet its users and teach them these tools that will like genuinely make their lives easier and to be fair i don't think apple did that on their ipad not because they are strong believers of the usefulness of keyboard shortcuts it's literally well they have no menu bar and they would have otherwise no place to surface those i mean i do think they believe in it because they didn't have to implement keyboard shortcuts on the ipad i mean as soon as you add a keyboard (laughs) well you know like you could argue that all the people who are aren't using keyboard shortcuts on the Mac are probably the ones using an iPad as a computer, right? <laughs> like they're true. the same market. So why is Apple going through the trouble of doing keyboard shortcuts? Like 
I think they do recognize and understand the value of keyboard shortcuts still, uh, even though maybe not all users appreciate them. <laughs> I think it would be nice if, uh, of course, this would be, this would have to be uh, done by the developers, by the designers, third-party developers, and not at the iOS level. But if if the if an app can detect that you've been doing this action like repeatedly, maybe surface the keyboard shortcut right. a little tooltip or something a toast or something um i've seen apps uh like superhuman like uh like linear which we've been using a lot um and granted these apps are designed to be like super you know productivity to the max and and already kind of nerdy and technical uh, as their audience but in the example of linear pretty much like almost every button in action or whatever has the keyboard shortcut like right next to Mm. it so you are constantly being yeah. exposed to these shortcuts. Um, so I, you know, and, and the whole thing with Superhuman is that you only need to use your 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 keyboard. Um, we can talk about Superhuman uh, maybe some other time, but it's, I think it's an interesting case study and interesting reception from the public to that type of app. But yeah, anyway, I find like one of the things that that's interesting is seeing the evolution. I feel like when you and I maybe like started our careers we uh, like actually i don't i don't know for you like i'll talk about myself <laughs> so right. like right. when i was like sort of teenagers like learning how to you know learning design stuff while i was in school and learning a little bit of programming and stuff like that like it felt like we were like computer people Mm-hmm. <laughs> like like i knew everything about the computer right and then we would go in school and then we'd have these like classes where they would teach you like here's how like word works right and then like mm-hmm. other people in the in the class like this is where they would learn how to use word i knew everything about word like i knew everything about excel like way before <laughs> we had these classes like i was a computer person right and Back then, again, I'm not that old, but back then, like, you know, all all my friends and, and stuff, like, they all have computers, but, like, it seemed like um, I was way more into computers. Like, I was in, into computer as a thing. Totally. And totally. for them, it was like, oh, yeah, that's, like, a thing we have, like, in this room that maybe we go to, like, once a week, but, like, really, I mean, you know. we, even back in Windows days, we were customizing the like the wood oh, themes yeah. and stuff We're like that's already like such the a level of nerdiness of but and, and then like you go into design like you start your career and i think for me early on it was like you would talk to any designer like they would know everything about the system like they would be a computer nerd <laughs> right and that was like and maybe that's my uh you know mis- misconception about like where things were but it felt like we were into computers as a thing that we were interested in like that was intrinsic to being a being a designer and like at that time i think a lot of you know designers or like what would you consider product designer like maybe less so graphic designers but Hmm. like would also do html and css like it would like be very common whereas like i think today it's a lot less common of a thing Mm -hmm. and i think as we're seeing like computers being used everywhere and everyone's job turning to a computer job right like no matter like name the industry like almost anything is turning into a computer job like anyone like so many people right now like used to like maybe not have to touch a, a computer during their days to now like being in front of a screen all day in Zoom meetings, right? Like everyone's job is becoming a computer job, whether you like it or not, but not everyone is becoming a computer person. Like that's yeah. the distinction. I and, and I feel like we're going to start seeing more and more of these things where we're like, how is this possible? Like it's, it's kind of like, um, remember like this sort of meme of, parents like you know knowing like oh you're into tech like can you help me fix my computer mm-hmm. like i actually we never liked it but i actually felt like for the longest time it was like yeah like if you talk to a designer and you have problems with your computer like they probably can help you 
Like they probably know ways that you know to to help you deal with this situation. And I feel like today that is not an assumption you can make. Totally agree. I think there's a there's a clear distinction between using a computer a computer for work and being a computer person. Uh, I think those things have always been different things. So if you have one, it doesn't mean that you you're into the other one. So for example, my dad has used a computer for work since I could remember. Uh, it is a lot of reports and it's mostly like data entry. Um, so he's used a computer for hours. Like most of his work is at the computer. He was never into computers. Mm-hmm. So he never, he would never learn these crazy keyboard shortcuts. He was never willing or even like aware that that's a thing you could be into. Like, I don't know. He, I don't think he ever thought about it in that way. Um, Tim and my mom really, like my mom always used, uh, she's a teacher. Uh, so she always used like computers to make beautiful school reports. Like she, she taught me most of like the, the first things I learned about computers. She was the one who taught me. Um, but again, she was never really into computers. Um, I think designers, and I'm not going to touch like programmers because it's obvious, right? But like designers, graphic designers, uh, and especially like product designers, if we're interested in this as an area, like a line of work, we want to design software, you have to be into software, <laughs> I think, right? So I think you have to want that or, or be in, you know, just interested in that field so like you said especially in the beginning is in where like product design as a career thing was even more niche uh i think that venn diagram you know that intersection was huge um and like i said not not it's really not the case anymore which i also think it's okay like it's all right uh like i don't expect everyone who who uses computer to be into computers um i think that's okay but but it's still um surprising like shocking to me when i see when i see these people and and i I, i'd be interested to see like how far should we keep pushing this because you know like we know the benefits of knowing these things and just our productivity you know skyrockets uh but uh, i'm still willing to like learn and try and try to see what's a good way to slowly introduce these people to these things (laughs) yeah um yeah and and like i don't want people to hear this conversation and like think that we're kind of like looking down on those people like i I think it's like a a failure of us as a society to like how can we bring them in to some of the things that will genuinely make their lives better and easier like there should be i don't know like it that using a computer is not just like a transactional thing like you're filling out like a paper form like that that there are lots of things you can learn and grow and actually get better at what how you're using it over time and i think like of all the the disciplines and all the jobs like i would i would sincerely hope that the people who make this stuff like have a little bit more knowledge about the computer okay before we close this discussion why don't you and I let's let's almost like recommendations, but it's a, it's a sub segment of recommendations. Let's say what are the after copy paste? Uh, what are the things that we would say people like if you want to take your productivity or like your computer literacy to like one or two steps above? What would you say is like things that you you feel like people should learn? I like this idea. I almost feel like every episode we should have one little tip. Of okay, yeah, people. this is gonna be a recurring segment. <laughs> We have a the productivity Mac productivity recommendation tip, and I would genuinely love to hear from people if those are useful or not, or <laughs> if everyone of our listeners is like, duh. And I would love for people to tell us other things that we're not using. Yeah, they're it's, probably. It's, I think it's always surprising, like the blind spots of some people. Like they might be super into productivity and keyboard shortcuts or whatever, but then you're yeah. like, oh, did you know you can do like control command and space for the emoji thing? And you're like, what? Uh, so yeah. I feel like there's always blind spots. So that don't assume that people know. Honestly, a keyboard problem, I think. Like there's no reason <laughs> yeah, there shouldn't true. be an emoji key on the keyboard. <laughs> true. Um, right. Do you know uh, command L? Command L. In a browser. No. <gasps> what for? Okay, so you're you're in Brave right now. Just hit Command L. Uh, sure. <gasps> to focus the uh, the address bar yes. on a browser. Yes. I didn't know about that one. <laughs> That's cool. 
Yeah, this is. Uh, I'm happy. I'm can I can change your life. <laughs> yeah, I always just did tab. Usually it starts there, but but sometimes it doesn't. Like the, a, browser, a site, a browser, ugh, a site could like hijack the focus. So yeah. that's cool. Sometimes okay, sometimes you don't cool. want you want to change. And command L for a location. So that's the that's the trick okay. to remember it. Cool stuff. All right. Uh, actually, but okay. Let me let me start. I think I would say next step right after, and it's the thing we've been talking about. Right after command, uh, you know, copy-paste, I would say basic window management. And that includes command-tab to change the focus between apps, and then command-q to quit an app, and command-w to close the window. These are different things, and sometimes they look very much the same, quitting or closing the window, especially if you have a single window thing, uh, app, but it's not. So command-q quits entirely, command-w just closes the window, so it's still running. So, for example, if you do command W on mail, you'll still receive mail and notifications, but it's it's you just don't see a window. Yeah. Um, so, I think those are like basic stuff, especially like if you're also maybe coming from Windows or maybe you you work out of like a, a small laptop or something. Uh, you're probably going to have overlapping windows. So, the way to you to get that window that is in the back, you could sure use like Mission Control or some of those things. Uh, which I also use sometimes, uh, or you can just command tab your way to like switch between apps. And even if they're not overlapping, they're just like side by side. Command tab will sh- shift the focus. So let's say you have a text editor on the left, and then you have whatever on the right. You can just command tab to the text editor to have your cursor there and start typing. So you don't have to use your mouse. I, th- I feel like that's you know that's that's so basic for most people probably listening to this, but it, it really changes how you use a computer. Like uh, again, I know people who would like like just use the mouse to go and select other windows and if you have an overlapping windows they would like drag the window away so they can see the window behind it and then click on that window which is crazy but i know people who do this right not naming names um so i feel like that's like that's step number one or two after command you know copy paste yeah i agree yeah then i think we said uh text editing things like beyond Mm. copy paste like how to move around the document, like you know, command select, shift select, like all those things. Um, what else? Yeah. You, you using the arrows, um, <laughs> yeah. like especially if you deal with text in any way. Maybe if you're on Figma, you know, all your whole day, you're not gonna see benefits of this. But if you have text and have your little cursor, your eye beam there, of course, using the arrow. Uh, the arrow keys moves the cursor, you know, left, right, up, down. Uh, if you do sh- uh, option and then the arrow, you will, let's say arrow left, you would move to the end of that word, which is really cool. And then uh, if you, you do command arrow, you move to the beginning or end of the line. And what did you, I think it's control. The other ones are like move to the beginning of the paragraph. So as soon as you do this and then you pair this with shift to select the text. So if, if you want to select this word, you just do option shift arrow to select the whole word. Uh, same for other lines. So anyway, if you deal with text, let's say you code or whatever, this just becomes like a must-have, right? Because yeah. using your mouse to select text, forget it. And you know, using like arrow, 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 go word, letter by letter is just so much. Also, time. I would say like some things. I mean. Most people probably know tab. I know like there's, I'm trying to think what's, what is the instance where I have to do uh, command like the brackets, you know, the two mm-hmm. brackets to indent, outdent. But there's a bunch of yeah. situations where tab just like won't allow you to indent in the way that makes sense. Um, so you can just use like command brackets to do that. True. Oh, and by the way, I think we're both talking uh, mostly out of like a, a US-based keyboard layout. True. So these shortcuts might change if you have a an international keyboard. Um, so anyway, just keep that in mind. Okay, and last one. I just want to add this in here. Um, clipboard manager. It's like one of those things. I I am baffled that this is not somehow built in by default on macOS. I don't understand. But it's another thing that as soon as you start using it and, and start getting used to it, it's just you can't believe how people don't use this. Um, so it's very simple. It's just when you copy something, it goes into your clipboard, right? You don't see it. It's like an invisible place. But like there's whatever you copied is there. So when you paste it, it just pulls it from there. It's like a 
you know, repository somewhere. Uh, Clipboard Manager lets you go through the history of all the things you copied. So if you're like, you copy this URL and then you copy this other thing uh, and then you wouldn't need to get back to that URL, uh, you can. Like, you know, it's not a <laughs> like one item at a time. And uh, again, it doesn't come built in on the OS, but please look into this. I use Paste. Um, I use Alfred. Like, Alfred has that, and we talked about Alfred last week. Uh, but I came back to Paste because uh, Alfred only copied uh, text images and, like, whatever else. And Paste copies everything. So if you're copying, like, Figma links, uh, not links, Figma layers or whatever, um, like, oh, I know I, I copied, like, the styles of this of this rectangle, like, <laughs> three copies ago, and I need to paste it here. I can just, like, you know, pop up paste, and I can see all the my copies and just select the one I want. Anyway, look into this. It'll, it'll change your mind if you if you don't use it already. What uh, what clipboard manager do you use? Kevin? Nice. Uh... <laughs> Are you going to tell me you don't use clipboard managers? <laughs> I think this should be the, the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. so I never got really got on board with the clipboard manager. Like as you were talking, I was like, "Oh yeah, like I really should download one and just like give it a <laughs> shot." Uh-huh. Um, I've I've tried them in the past. I just haven't found myself to have enough like use cases where like I really need it. But honestly, it's been it's been a while, and I like really have to give it a shot. So yeah, uh, I'm one of those people I- here. No, that, see, that's good. Manager. We're making progress. We're spreading <laughs> the word. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's good stuff. So uh, I think uh, so, tips for like starting to use it instead of being like, oh, no, I installed this clipboard manager. No, I have to always copy things that I copied last week or whatever. Just use your computer normally like you would. If you ever found yourself in a position of like, oh, shit, I copied that like a while back. I don't have it anymore. Just re- you know, remind yourself, oh, I can bring up paste or whatever app you're going to use um just do that and then slowly your brain will get used to the idea of like if i copy something it's saved Mm -hmm. like somewhere um and then you know gradually slowly your brain will like okay so this is how copy works now um so that's cool also uh paste has a now is like a universal app so you can have it on your ipad or phone and so, like, it ha- happened a lot of times, like, I'm on my iPad, and I'm like, oh, shit, I want to open that 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 link that I visited, like, this morning on my Mac. And I don't want to go through the history of it. I know I copied that link, so I can just go to Clipboard Manager, like, paste on the iPad and go through. It syncs the history, so you just go get that thing you copied. Cool awesome. beans. Okay. Should we wrap this up with our actual official recommendations? Yes, let's do it. <laughs> so right. I can I can start... Okay. So my recommendation this week is a show that I've been really enjoying on Apple TV Plus <laughs> of all places. I would say it is in my top two <laughs> of Apple TV Plus shows. Okay. I'm not going to tell you which one is the second one. <laughs> I'll, I'll let people guess. Um, <laughs> but this this show is Servant. So I've talked a little bit about it on Twitter. They're on season two right now. It's a M Night Shyamalan uh, show. It's this half-hour uh, drama, basically. So each episode is half-hour, which is kind of rare, I think, for dramas. Like a lot yeah, of dramas true. these days are a full hour. It's usually um, reserved for comedies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like a it's a short watch, and I don't know how much I want to say about the about the plot, <laughs> but basically it's this couple and um they had a baby uh and then you s- i don't know am i saying too much should i not say it uh, i mean I, th- I think it's fair to say like whatever you see in a trailer i think okay cool so it's so it's this couple and at first you don't really know why but they have a baby that's not a real baby that's like this um how do you call doll. this like a yeah that's a doll basically um uh, but they pretend like it's a real baby so um over the course of the show you learn a little bit more about why and then there's a bunch of stuff that happened um i love this show because it feels to me it feels different 
from a lot of other shows I've seen. Like, there's a bunch of things that I find interesting about it. One, it's almost entirely set in this house, which is absolutely beautiful. Uh, (laughs) uh, How many floors did that house have? uh, I still can't place it. I don't know. But, uh, and he said, like, oh, every season I want to reveal more of the house. And I'm like, hmm, how many other... spots that we haven't seen yet but anyways it it turns into like a mega mansion like four four seasons later um (laughs) season four will be all in the laundry room right (laughs) we haven't seen seen yet uh yeah so i think it's interesting in that it like stays really focused into this house but also stays really focused on the story that it wants to tell i -hmm. love the way that it's kind of like shot the mood that they that it brings like there's a there's a serious vibe that this show has that i think is super super interesting the close-up shots with like the wide angle lens just Mm -hmm. like create this like really interesting um feeling uh and i i like that it's sort of slower paced in a way it 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 in a way, it kind of reminds me of Mandalorian in this sense that, like, the story is moving along, like, slowly but surely. It is different mm-hmm. in its approach. So Mandalorian is, like, a bunch of side quests that, like, move the main storyline very slowly. This is, like, a single storyline, like, explored in detail <laughs> week after week. But honestly, for me, I've just felt like this is a... Every week, this is, like, a treat. Like, I love, like, going and watching the show. And I I do think, like, the one thing I would say to people, just to hopefully prevent them from getting disappointed, is... And and this is something that I feel like I've I've become more like this over time. Just appreciate the ride. Just appreciate the ride. Like, there's a lot of these shows, I think, like... um, What was it? Uh, Like, I I think Dark, where Mm. it's... It's kind of like you wonder how are they going to like tie this together? Like, how is this all going to make sense? Like, when do I get the big reveal of the whole explanation of everything? And I think if you want that, like, this might not be the show for you. But I've learned to accept like that I don't need like a aha like turns out like this is how we explain every single little like detail in this thing and to just enjoy the mystery and the process of the show and this is why i like it and this is why i also think some people don't like it (laughs) Mm -hmm. any thoughts i mean i do but i I just i (laughs) I don't have good i haven't been enjoying season two let's put it that way i watched season one it was fine Season two, I'm having issues with. And maybe it's just because I'm in a different like place. Like, I'm in a different mood, I think. And maybe it's not to the show's fault. I'm just like, eh, no, maybe I'm over it. Or maybe, no, I want something different. Uh, but I've been, like, I, I've been having some issues with, like, some M. Night Chameleonisms. <laughs> <laughs> if that even makes sense. Uh, like, I just know, if I start getting too hung up on the, like, technicalities or logistics or like how to use technology jesus m night like he doesn't know how to use technology how to write for technology so when i when i find myself getting too hung up on those details it it's i think it's a reflection of just like how out of like the story i am already uh like how they keep using facetime in the tv yeah so they're looking at the tv but there's no camera which means they're oh they're airplaying from their phone and you do see the home indicator on the tv yeah yeah but then you don't see their own camera on the corner and they're like they're they're trying to like hang up on the call so they just turn off the tv and by the way the tv when they turned it off had like the little old tv effect like the image shrinking to the (laughs) to the center like no that's an oled tv that's not and they have two home pods, but they're not even like mm-hmm. centered with the TV. They have like, a lot of home pods, this family. <laughs> There's a lot of Apple product placement. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I, I just found myself being like annoyed at these small things. And that I think that just means because I guess I'm bored of the story. But, but with that said, we're still watching it. Um, so I'm not checked out yet. So, something I, that I, think, I, would... I think the story is picking up. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I'm, you know, this last episode was, was uh, better. 
Yeah. And something I would recommend too, on the Apple TV uh, YouTube account, M. Night Shyamalan has been doing like, not recaps, but like little interviews for each episode, talking about Mm -hmm. some of the details and the the making of, and I very much enjoy it. How crazy is that they need to have that on YouTube? Like Apple... (laughs) You control the whole thing. You like, have the show, this, you have the app, device, you have the OS, you have the app. <laughs> like, oh my God. Seriously? They, they did add, extra? so there's like a longer interview and that is in the TV app. Okay. And you can okay. watch that separately from the show, but they don't have these little like mini episodes. I don't know. Eh, like, yeah, it'd be great if they could all integrate this entire thing into the, the TV app, but mm-hmm. it's fine. <laughs> Okay, my recommendation is actually also an Apple TV Plus show. Uh, it's called Losing Alice. You probably have seen it because like, they have banners everywhere. Uh, it's a very different show. It's a show from Israel. Uh, so the language, like I said, in Hebrew, and I don't know if they, ch- I think they changed this at some point, the default. But I know that the first time I played the first episode, hit play, uh, the audio was in English. So they have an English dub over the original uh, audio track, which I was like, no uh, way. No like, thanks. <laughs> I need to watch this with the original track. Like, come on, don't do that. Uh, so set it to original Hebrew and, you know, subtitles in English. That's fine. Um, and it's because it's not like a typical Hollywood movie. There's like a lot of small, just the fact that it takes place in Israel, for example. It's already like so interesting to see something slightly different. Although like... Production quality, uh, no production values, uh, the writing—it all like it doesn't feel like somehow less or inferior over Hollywood production, uh, but it's just like different, which I've been mm. really enjoying. And the whole show, the whole plot has been super cool. It's, it's also a bit slow, um, and it's not over yet. So you know, maybe the season ends like horribly. I don't know, but I'm really enjoying <laughs> it so far. Uh, it's it's like this also like mystery drama thing hmm. it's incredibly meta because the like the the main the protagonist she's a she's a film director and her husband is a, like a, a big uh, like actor like a famous actor uh and the whole thing starts with like there's this incredible screenplay and they then they both want to work on it and so she wants to direct it and there's a lot like there's murder and there's stuff around, and there's <laughs> mystery, but all the characters are so so interesting, so cool, so well fleshed out. Uh, every single one of them um, that I've anyway, I've been really enjoying it. Uh, again, it's kind of meta, but um, it's really good. It's really good. So there you go, Apple TV Plus uh, <laughs> centered uh, recommendation segment. Uh, anything else we want to add before wrapping this up? No, I think I'm good. I will definitely be curious to check out this show because, like, again, I said there's two shows I watch on Apple TV Plus, and that's about it. <laughs> so. Okay, wait, let me try to guess the, the second one. Is it still going or is like, a show? I can't tell you. Because <laughs> I was going to, like, I know you watch the morning show, but I don't know if that's what you're talking about. Maybe not. You mean Ted Lasso? No, I no, no, I'm in the morning show. <laughs> I didn't like Ted Lasso. Okay. <gasps> Kevin, you monster. All right, we have to wrap this up before Kevin gets I watched so uh, many episodes of Ted Lasso too. I think I'm like five episodes in. <laughs> and I'm like, and you're not into it? Not at all. It's so good. <laughs> I'm like so you bored monster. in each of the, the episodes. And I, I get I get why people like it, but I'm like, no, this is this is not for me. <laughs> Right, it's just like right. yeah like ted lasso is nice like okay get <laughs> over it people <laughs> like i don't know no just didn't grab ted lasso me. was everything i know a lot of people pandemic. like it that's fine they can they can have it okay we need to finish this before you get oh but uh, um, one one other thing that we've been watching though is we just started shit's creek and that's been really good <laughs> that's good that's good uh what uh dan levy was on uh was hosting snl last week um, and one of the things he said in his uh, opening was that, like, oh, 2020 was the year that finally people started watching <laughs> Shit's Creek. You know, like, <laughs> at the end of six seasons, that's when people finally, you know, found out about the show. Right. Cool. Okay. Let's wrap this up. 
thanks so much for listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, let us know what kind of keyboard shortcuts you use or whatever, like little Mac things you use or Windows, whatever, computer things that you think probably most people don't know about or don't use, but you can't live without them. Um, because, you know, we can always learn new things. I didn't know about Command L. Kevin never really used clipboard managers. So, you know, it's a journey. It's a, it's a learning experience. So let us know what kind of things you you like. Uh, tweet at us. I think that's the easiest thing. We are at Layout FM, or we can tweet at us directly. Uh, we are... Uh, I'm at Rafahari. Kevin is at Vernal Kick. Links in the show notes, you know. Uh, so find them there. Uh, show notes? Rafa, what are you talking about? Oh, yeah, you can find our show notes in our website, layout.fm. Uh, uh, you know, that's where you can find all the links and stuff for everything we've mentioned. We're going to try to put, uh, like, all the keyboard shortcuts we we mentioned. Maybe we'll have a little shit sheet. Shit sheet. Shit sheet. <laughs> sheet sheet. Shit squeak. Little shit squeak. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> in there uh, so you can check that out and uh, yeah I think I think that's everything right? yeah can I do some shout outs I feel like we haven't done these in a while and we got a that is few a great mentions idea. that I want to shout out some people so Please. Uh, shout out to Kate at Katosphere on Twitter uh, thanks for your reply and we also got uh, a mention from Mike Gons and from our friend Dave. So thanks everyone for Dave. reaching out on, on Twitter. Also, I want to give a shout out to uh, Hughes Belaib. Uh, probably mispronounced it. But uh, you retweet, Hughes, uh, you retweet our you know tweet, uh, tweet every week with every new episode every single time. So I just want to say, I see cool. you. Thank you. That's awesome. Yes. That's really cool. Cool. All right. Um... Thanks so much for listening. Kevin, have a great night. Talk to you next week. All right. Bye. Bye.